Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks very much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. I always enjoy uh, talking with repeat guests. And uh, this is a gentleman that I, I see regularly on the circuit in a group like, uh, called Provisors, that is professional advisors that network together heavily. Lately, we've been on Zoom calls instead of face-to-face, but nevertheless, uh, we're out there. Uh, Chris King is uh, the owner of Status Flow. And Chris is a peak performance, a.k.a. Uh, flow. Um, I'll call you a coach. Well, you can correct me in a second, Chris. And he increases efficiency and productivity while eliminating overwhelm and burnout, even in a crisis, which, boy, we, could, we can use you now. So, Chris, thanks so much for joining me once again. Thanks, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the time. My pleasure. My pleasure. You know, um, when I, I saw you uh, not that long ago, again, on a Zoom meeting, and I thought, you know, um, we need to hear from Chris. Uh, our, a lot of uh, listeners are in a world of confusion and, and hurt and wondering about what's going on and how they can uh, make it through this uh, COVID-19 crisis with their head up. And uh, I thought if anybody can help motivate us, that, that would be you. So thanks for joining me. Uh, tell, us, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and what you do at Status Flow, Chris. Thank you so much. I, um, well, I'm, as you said, I'm a, I'm a peak performance coach. And, uh, you know, my, my background is, uh, you know, I, I've sort of bounced around quite a bit. I was a, I was a marketing director. I came up in tech and in health uh, care. I ended up uh, doing marketing for a neuroscience institute of a hospital for a while. And while I was doing that, I was uh, doing a master's program in spiritual psychology. And so I kind of put all that together um, sort of accidentally, really, and, uh, and, and built this little company of mine. And uh, essentially what we do is, you know, what you say, when you make the unconscious conscious, we make the impossible possible. Um, you know, as you know, Bill, at one point I was even a radio DJ, so, uh, which, which is kind of statistically impossible in Los Angeles to make that happen. So, um, so it is about leverage, right? If we can leverage what we have going on, even in a crisis situation like this, we can not only just survive it, but we can catapult ourselves forward through it. Love it. You know, and I would say that um, you were standing at the corner of preparation and opportunity, and uh, which is where things come together. And you're exactly where you should be, Chris. Um, tell when you talk about your your company name of Status Flow. Let's talk about that uh, for our listeners who who don't know what it is. What is what do you what do you mean by flow? Great question. Um, you, you've heard uh, you've heard of flow referred to by many other names. Uh, you may have heard the term runner's high, where, you know, marathoners kind of get in this weird headspace 
Uh, you may have heard professional athletes talking about being in the zone. Basketball players in particular have their own name for it. They call it going unconscious. Uh, Stand-up comedians will call it the forever box. By whatever name you call it, what flow is, uh, and, and the, the fancy name for it that, that makes me sound a lot smarter than I am, is uh, a transient hypofrontality. Uh, and essentially what this is, is this is a neurochemically induced state of consciousness. And in that state, you are five times more efficient than you normally would be. You are seven times more creative than you normally would be. And you are never experiencing that sense of overwhelm, burnout, or fear. And it turns out that flow is available to anybody. And I mean anybody. You could be a Tibetan monk or a plumber or a wealth manager or a basketball player. It doesn't matter. It's available to anybody. And, okay, so I get the runner's high part. I get the energies available. So how do we, how do we tap into that? How do we, you know, I know runner's high, it happens because of your body kind of uh, kicking up endorphins, and, and I felt that. Everybody's felt that. Um, I think we felt that maybe when we're, we're energized about something. Is it that kind of that tingle that you get when you're on the right path and doing something correctly? Yeah, very much like this. You know, you, you might have experienced it at one point in, in, when at work or even back in college when you were working on a, uh, a term paper or something, and you, it felt like, you know, half an hour went by, but when you, look, you, you looked up, it was like three hours that had passed, and you had this amazing piece of work product in front of you. That's a low-level flow state. And as it turns out, there are, uh, we've identified 22 what we call flow triggers that we know of right now. Um, the, the current situation with the pandemic is actually filled with flow triggers. So an example is a, a autonomy. Um, people, people need to, uh, to, to steer their own ship and feel like they can do that will, really well. So here we are, instead of going into an office or working, uh, we are now working at home. So there's a lot of autonomy in this. Um, there is uh, risk is another flow trigger. There's some risk involved here. Even going outside can be, you know, or going to the supermarket can be uh, potentially risky. Uh, another one is novelty. This situation has never happened before. And when we introduce novelty into, into our world, um, things start to happen. Number one, focus goes up. Um, I'm, I'll get a little bit into, into the, the geek science here, uh, but when something is all of a sudden different, that triggers norepinephrine in the brain. That's a chemical in the brain. It's responsible for fear, anxiety. It's a focusing chemical. It makes you pay attention. So when something unexpected happens, all of a sudden you zone in on that um, because this is the brain and the body making sure that you stay alive. Is there anything threatening or dangerous here? So norepinephrine starts kicking up and it speeds up muscle reaction. It makes you pay attention. So all of these things and many others are present in the current situation. So, um, you know, what we say, and, and, and I've uh, collaborated and learned from a lot of the folks at uh, the Flow Research Collective, is what, you can, what they say is you can't fight your neurochemistry, but you can make it work for you. And that's essentially what we can do even in this situation. You know, the thing that's different about this uh, pandemic, I think, for a lot of people, obviously, most people haven't experienced this before, uh, this type of a situation where, uh, and a lot of our listeners are business owners, Chris, as you know, and they're used to being in control. And this is something that came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they're kind of out of control. Uh, and 
that's an uncomfortable feeling, kind of like an earthquake, right? <laughs> it's an uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. for a lot of people these days. Um, but f- from that, uh, as as they say, you know, a lot of opportunities come out of uh, adversity, and so a lot of people are getting more creative, getting um, into the flow, if you will. How does somebody know if they're in the flow? You know, th- that therein lies the paradox of flow. Um, what, what happens in a flow state is that the, the front part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, that's where all the advanced brain functions happen, your executive functions are there. That part of the brain actually goes offline a little bit. And so what happens when you go into flow is you sort of lose your sense of self because that's also where your sense of self is housed. So, so the, the idea of even knowing that you're in flow, you're, you're probably not really quite there yet because that sense of self is present. So it's, it's, it's when you sort of retrocast it a little bit. You look back and realize, wow, I wasn't thinking about anything else. Um, the opportunity is to get really connected to whatever it is you're working on. I have a client right now, actually, that, um, I, and I just spoke to him yesterday, so this is brand new information that nobody knows about yet. Uh, he works in the food business. And as you know, the food business, food has just been decimated. It's one of the industries that is really hard hit. And right. he was able to look at it and say, okay, what do we do with this? Where can we go? We can't, here's all the list of stuff we can't do. And focusing on that is only going to sort of continue and perpetuate that cycle of things we can't do. So he started asking, well, what can we do? And what he's ended up doing is creating a whole new business and business model, doing something that he never would have thought of because he, he imports food from Italy and he's opening his own, uh, a brand new restaurant very soon. And uh, so what he, he did is he started creating these prepackaged food boxes and he started delivering them and everybody started going crazy. And so while a lot of the restaurant, uh, the restaurant industry and the food industry is wondering, how are we going to survive? Are we going to survive? We're waiting to see what happens. He just started doing something based on an idea that kind of, you know, sparked this other thing. And his business now, as, as we come out of this pandemic, this will not cease. This is actually going to be a whole new uh, arm of his business. And he has figured out mm-hmm. how to leverage this situation. It's, it's really quite a success story. And uh, in situations like that, especially when you get involved with people to help them increase efficiency and productivity, I imagine it's immensely helpful mm-hmm to have someone with your experience to ask the right questions because otherwise you know people can go down rabbit holes of of fear and uh, overwhelm and uh, uh, these days with their own thoughts so how do you uh, help them take uh, overwhelm eliminate the overwhelm and burnout and and move their thoughts towards the efficiency and productivity and uh, not only how do you help them, but what are some things that you could recommend people do to pull themselves out of that, uh, that negative thinking? Great question. The number one thing, Bill, if, if, if you hear nothing else, hear this. 7.5 hours of sleep. Sleep is a high-performance tool. So many of us are sleep-deprived, and exhaustion and overwhelm and burnout are actually the norm. We don't even notice that we're over, overwhelmed and burned out because we're so used to it. I would challenge anybody to get seven and a half hours of sleep and, and, and even track 
your quality of sleep, if you have like a Fitbit or an Aura Ring or something, you know, one of those pieces of technology that can actually show you if you're getting deep sleep or, or you know, if you're not sleeping very well, if you can get seven and a half hours of really good quality sleep, this is going to affect your, your neurochemistry. This is going to help you think better. This is going to keep you more relaxed and more focused. That is going to keep you from freaking out. You're going to make better decisions. You're going to make quicker decisions, and you're not going to have all of that angst that, that so many of us are experiencing right now. Well, that's, that's uh, easily said. Um, what about people that say, <laughs> uh, you know, I try to sleep, but I can't turn off the thoughts? What should, how should they replace how should they prepare for sleep? Let's let's talk about that because I think a lot of people, um, uh, people that I know, like look at look at their phones right before they go to bed. They don't really prepare. They don't. They're not intentional about going to sleep. No, they're really not. Some some people see sleep as a means to an end, or just it's it's that time now kind of thing. Um, there are a lot of things you can do to help you get more sleep. The first thing you need to do is advocate for it. You can tell me all day long, here's all the reasons why you can't get seven and a half hours of sleep. And, and I love the quote that says, if you advocate for your limitations, you get to keep them. So, um, so if you make this a priority and then start to understand some of, some of the biology that's happening, for example, screen time. Um, if, if you're looking at a cell phone, you, know, you, make, you bring up a, up a great point, Bill. The cell phone has all kinds of like blue light, for example, and our ancestral brain interprets light as the sun because that's, that's what it understands. So when it sees light, it thinks it's time to be awake. So if you can sort of ease into uh, sleep, if you're going to bed at, you know, I'll make up a number, 10 o'clock, by 9 o'clock, no screen time. And maybe dim the lights in the room and, and settle in. Even put on some soft music. Um, that can be very helpful. In terms of the racing thoughts, and this can happen to a lot of us, there are, there are two things that I, I strongly recommend. Number one, focus on the now. What is happening right now? Not what might happen, not what already happened, but right now. Because whatever you're thinking about is probably not happening right now. This will settle down your nervous system and this will help you relax. Um, the other thing that I strongly recommend is meditation. Now, I'm not talking about an hour or four hours or anything like that. You give me five minutes of meditation every day for two weeks, and I will change your life. I've made that bet many times, and every person has come back and said, you were right. And the trick with meditation is it's not about quieting your mind. You're not going to quiet your mind. That's not the way the human monkey mind works. It's about noticing the noise without engaging in it. Um, it. It's like sitting on the side of a river and watching boats go by. If every boat is a thought, you're noticing the, th the boats go by, you're not getting on the boats, and that's the trick. That's a great, that's a great way to put it. Now, a lot of people are uh, walking the dog. I know a lot of dogs are in hiding right now because they're getting overwalked. <laughs> but a lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people, that's their form of exercise right now is to take a, a couple of walks around their neighborhood or their block. Uh, what are some uh, tips for them as they're doing that to, to re-energize and recharge? How can they get into a meditative type or restoration type of a um, mindset during those walks? Yeah, great question. As you go on those walks, 
uh, again, it's about presence in the moment, right? This is all mindfulness training. And, and the CEO of Aetna, and you can YouTube this, about if you t- uh, do CEO Aetna mindfulness, there's a lot of videos on this that show how mindfulness drives the bottom line uh, to improve performance, to improve productivity, market share, uh, employee retention, like all this stuff. So one of these things in terms of mindfulness, as you go on that walk with the dog, be on the walk with the dog, right? No thinking about work, no trying to solve problems or, or come up with ideas. Here's why in terms of neurochemistry, in terms of neuroscience, you have the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And when you're thinking about something and trying to figure something out, that's the conscious mind working on it. When you go and put the dog on the leash and go for that walk and really be on that walk without trying to solve that problem, the unconscious mind passes that problem off in, I'm sorry, the conscious mind passes that problem off into the unconscious mind. So while you're on the walk, the unconscious mind is still trying to figure this out. Now, this is where you get that aha moment. Um, you know, Bill, you've probably had that experience where you were working on something or trying to solve a problem and you went, oh, just forget it. I'll come back to it later. And you go do something else and you're not thinking about it at all. And all of a sudden you have that aha moment. That's the, that's the unconscious mind bringing it back to the conscious mind saying, here, I figured it out. And the way to do that is to be really present with what you're doing. Notice the sun on your face and the wind on your skin. Notice the sound of the dog chain jingling. Notice how the dog is behaving. Be in that moment and you will actually solve that problem unconsciously. And I know, uh, as you, I'm sure you've heard some of our, our best thinkers, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, and uh, Bill Gates, a lot of those um, individuals uh, really take that to heart. They, they go on long walks and they trust their mind to come up with solutions to the many problems that they face. Uh, that's, those are great tips. Hey, Chris, I understand that um, you're, you're going to have a book coming out pretty soon and you're doing updates on Instagram. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I, uh, it's, Probably about four months away. Um, my co-author and I, Michael Ashley, have been working on this. He's, I think he's working on it harder than I am because he keeps sending me stuff to review. So, um, and essentially what this is, is how to free yourself from that mind jail. You know, we, we all live in a certain world, the world of our understanding, right? It's called our reality. Well, we, we developed and, and created our understanding of that world by the time we were six years old. And in a lot of ways, it's very limiting, and we call it the mind jail. And we are the ones who put ourselves in our own mind jail, and we are the ones who can set ourselves free. So this book is essentially the toolkit, lockpicks and, and screwdrivers and everything you need to completely dissolve the prison in our own mind and truly set yourself free so that you can have whatever it is you want. Love it. I love the concept. I love the idea. And it's always a pleasure to uh, both uh, see you, whether it's virtually or in person, out and about, or uh, to hear uh, the content that you've put together. And I would uh, implore our listeners, if you're, if you're looking for someone who can really help you, again, increase your efficiency and productivity and eliminate overwhelm and burnout, uh, Chris King is, is your man. He is at chrismking.com. I can tell you that he has glowing uh, reports from people that have referred him to clients. Uh, they are so happy that Chris gets involved with them. And Chris, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I hope you'll come back when the book's out and let's talk more about what's in that so our listeners can uh, pick up a copy of that. 
Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 